boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Cultivate and Keep. I'm Corey. And this is the boy, uh, Jeremy. This is, that's, that's, does that mean I'm the girl? <laughs> well, you said boys and girls, which I think is funny. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about I them. I know, but... We have boys and girls. We have a growing fan base of women. Hmm. We do. Yeah. Interesting. Well, anyways, welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, just a quick reminder that we are in the midst. Actually, we're coming to an end of the two-week challenge. So this thing's about to wrap up. Make sure to get your shares in. Uh, just to reiterate one more time, you can go to cultivateandkeep.com uh, slash challenge. You can enter it with your first name and your email. And then it's going to take you a, to a screen, which is going to prompt you to share. So you can share on Facebook, on Twitter, on email. You can grab the link and text it to your friends. And then the more you share, the higher you climb the leaderboard. And then first, second, and third place gets a prize. Okay, so it's so a little challenge for us to put out a lot of content. It's a challenge for you to help us get the word out about Cultivate and Keep. It's much appreciated, and we will reward you with lots of goodies like an all-new Kindle uh, Paperwhite. I always want to say white paper, but that's, that's Paperwhite. Um, okay, great. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to email us, talk to us, text us if you have our numbers. Um, you can reach out on social media, but go to cultivateandkeep.com slash challenge because that's wrapping up this Friday. All right, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, Matthew 7, uno. Well, Matthew 7, 1. Mateo 7, <laughs> Okay, maybe let's, let's <laughs> keep the... It's been a while, my friend. It's been a while. Um, this is a good one. So we're kind of continuing just on our little trend. I think this is the last one that we're doing on this little theme of misinterpreted verses. And I think maybe what's most kind of helpful about going through these kind of verses and explaining them and talking about them is because they're so often used that it's a really great kind of conversation starter when someone says it or when someone says, for example, today, only God can judge me or don't judge me, mm-hmm. which is a big thing, I think, especially today with everything that's going on with the culture and society and laws and whatnot, um, that you have a really good, thoughtful and godly uh, answer for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about Matthew 7, 1 which says, do not judge or you too will be judged. That's a good one. Don't judge me, Corey. Don't judge me, bro. One thing um, I was thinking about before we jump into this, um, with these verses we've gone through, uh, as I've like, been studying about them and you know researching beforehand, uh, when I've seen kind of like the misinterpretations, uh, it's been kind of funny because I think a lot of those, I've actually had the same thinking, but I mm. like, wasn't aware of it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, um, it was kind of like an underlying, like, um, just kind of process in my mind, you know, how, how I understood it. And as I was kind of reading into these verses, it kind of uncovered that. Mm. And I want to say that because I think, um, like we talked about earlier, some of these verses are easy to just kind of breeze over. Like, eh, like I know that one. But as we dive into them, I think you can find how that applies to you and, and maybe a way you've misunderstood it. Yeah, totally. Or uh, misapplied it, I should say. Yeah. And the big thing, too, is like, Oh, I know what that means. Or like, I know the true meaning, but it's like, do you, or do you know, do you, what it not, do you you really, or do you know what it not, what it doesn't mean? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, okay, maybe this verse doesn't actually mean, you know, don't judge or only God can judge me, but do you really know the true meaning behind it when, when the author wrote it? Um, Because that's just as important as knowing what it doesn't mean as well. Mm -hmm. So this is an interesting one because we're living in a day that values tolerance Mm -hmm. all over the place. Tolerance in the workplace, tolerance in society, tolerance in cities, 
tolerance of your gender and sexual preferences, like literally tolerance of everything. Well, more than like, well, yeah, so yes, tolerance, but also like sensitivity to like objection. So if you like yeah. go against well, those true. things, yeah. like that's really, it's like that's wrong now if you yeah. object to certain things like that. Yeah. How dare you think differently than someone else? And so that's a big thing because if we're talking about judgment, right, and kind of what judgment means, if we're living today in a society that doesn't tolerate, but also is against any sort of objection to what they believe or what they think, um, then this is really, really kind of convenient to talk about because it's so applicable, right? If you have someone that disagrees with your beliefs or with your lifestyle or your opinions, um, then that person is going to be really intolerant of you or they're going to be very uh, hateful of you almost. They're going to be very judgmental of you, quote unquote. Um, but at the same time, like there's some value in that. And so I think even like using the word judgment is like a trigger word. Uh, for yeah, people. It's, it's yeah. like, how dare you mm-hmm. even you? I mean, as soon as it doesn't matter what you're saying or what context you're in, if you say the word judge or judgment, then it's automatically wrong. People are going to throw it out yeah. as, as hate speech. Yeah. So I think this is one of those ones that, so the, I would say the most common misuse of this scripture is like, well, well, bro, who are you to judge me? That's kind of like yeah. the most common, yeah. like uh, for me, the way I would hear it. Um, and so, yeah, triggering someone's response to get defensive uh, when you ad- object to something or want to point something out. Um, so there's that side. And then another side um, is also kind of the side of uh, like, basically like, like the Bible says about, uh, you know, don't judge your neighbor for the, the log is in your own eye while the mm-hmm. speck is in their eye. Yeah. So there's that side of judging when, but this verse we'll we'll dive into talks about first judging yourself before judging Mm. others. Yeah, no, that's definitely a valid point. And I think probably like the defensive, like default that people go to is, well, who are you to judge me? Like you one don't have any place to judge me. And two, like you do the same thing Mm -hmm. or you do other things that are bad too. Mm -hmm. So like you, you don't have any place to tell me what I can or can't do. And I can actually, I mean, you could see some some validity in that. And I think that there's actually some truth to that a little bit. But it's it's taken so out of context that it doesn't actually apply. Some of the kind of interesting counter arguments are that, you know, Jesus is pointing out that we should judge ourselves instead of judging others. We don't have any right to judge anyone but ourselves. Um, another sort of interesting counter argument is that we're all sinners. And if we all sin, then that would make us a hypocrite for making any judgment, right? So... If we're all sinners and if we make any judgment, then we're a hypocrite and we don't want to do that. So don't make any judgment. And I, I kind of agree with that. Um, yeah. I don't think that that Jesus was was promoting like hands off accountability. I don't think totally. it was one of the things to where he was saying you can't. I don't want to use the word judge, but I, I, there shouldn't be like no involvement in your friend's actions because you yeah. don't want to step on their toes. There yeah. has to be a level of accountability and a freedom to uh, examine your neighbor to an extent. I think for me, as I was studying kind of what, what it broke down to me was that this isn't saying that we, um, can't, uh, what's the word, like engage in what our friends are maybe doing or others that we're close to. If if we see something that's wrong, we should correct it. But first examine yourself first Mm, examine, you know, where, you know, where is your fault? What's the speck in your own eye before you, um, you know, examine your friend. Yeah. And so I think maybe what's at the heart of this, verse is it's sort of the the easy thing to do is to look at others and point out 
the things that are wrong with them or the things that they're they're doing wrong. It's a very easy, natural thing to do. Is there's someone else? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's sort of like um, you know hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, it's kind of the same thing with other people. Like it's very hard to criticize and critique yourself. It's very easy to criticize and critique Mm -hmm. other people because you have a totally different perspective than they do. Mm -hmm. And so the again the the temptation is to go and to quote unquote judge them and to, and to tell them what they're doing wrong. Um, but what the Bible is saying here is that in order to do that, you need to have yourself in place. You, have, you need to have mm-hmm. yourself in check first, and then you can come from a place that's loving and not of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how you said um, how easy it is to point something out in a friend, a yeah. family member, you know, girlfriend or spouse. Like it's so easy to recognize where someone else is wrong. And for us, it's hard. I think for me, this is most um, convicting this, this verse in the context of uh, relationships yeah, and like specifically totally. like significant others. Like those who I'm really close with. So whether it's um, my fiance or like close family or close friends, uh, it's super convicting for me in that area because um, y- I think you, you'd probably think that it's easier to see faults in those that you're not that close with. But mm. like for me, it's if I'm close with someone, I have like no problem like telling them what, you know, fix their stuff basically. And you would think that those you're close with, you wouldn't want to like tread on their toes. But for me, like that's where I'm convicted because yeah. it's easy for me to like see, you know, Connie's fault or, you know, my good friend's fault and to want to tell them about it. And yeah. um, I, I'm not sure why, but in my mind, I think their reaction should be like, yes, Jeremy, you're right. Let me fix it. <laughs> and when they don't, I'm like, whoa, like <laughs> what the heck? they don't respect me. Like yeah. kind of thing, you know? Uh, but the reality is like in, in most cases, it's probably not my place to be mm. speaking out. It's probably not my spot to um, call in, you know, someone else out for their stuff. And yeah. like I already said, if it, if it's necessary for me to speak out about something to a friend or a close or, you know, let's say Connie, I think first, and this is where I often fail, is examine myself. And I think um, kind of what this verse alludes to, if you're going to judge someone, be prepared for them to judge you as well. Yeah. Uh, I wrote, So verse 2 says, For in the way that you judge, you will be judged. And for your standard of measure, it will be measured to you as well. Mm. So the way you're going to measure someone's performance or attitude or shortcomings, like that gets dealt back to you. And I think... Oh, I, I don't think I know that for me, that's definitely where I, I, um, I mess up right there. You know, I yeah. think it's okay for me to kind of, you know, measure someone else, but then Just when it comes back at me, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, in, in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that, um, there is a time and a place to examine your brother, your neighbor, your friend, and there's a time where you need to speak into their life and, you know, confront. But before you do that, first confront yourself. And then if you're going to confront you know, be ready for it to be measured back to you as well. Yeah. Another thing that I think is interesting is, is the whole idea with judgment. And I think, like you said, well, it's interesting, the whole idea of like a measurement of judgment. Mm-hmm. And most people just jump all the way to the most extreme judgment that they can make. You know, it's a, you know, if I don't like, if I don't agree with a homosexual relationship, for example, then I'm, uh, a hateful mm-hmm. homophobe, you know what I mean? Like it goes all the way to yeah, extreme or point. if it's, you know, um, I don't know if I'm, there's so many different examples, but like if I am against, uh, abortion, then I'm a woman hater or I'm a sexist or I'm a bigot or I'm ignorant. And it just goes all the way to the extreme. One of the problems with judgment is that it sort of tries to place like a final 
pronouncement on someone. It tries to label them in some way. And, and when in reality, you know, th- there's no kind of final thing. Only Jesus can make the final judgment on someone. And so we all fall back into temptation sometimes. We're all guilty of things. And that's sort of the thing that Jesus is trying to point out here is it's like, it's almost like a warning sign or like a caution sign of like, hey, be careful about what you're about to say or what you're about to point out in someone because one, they're going to be really defensive, but two, you're going to be looked at with the same amount of scrutiny that you just did on them. And so I, I think a, a kind of a big lesson from this is to judge lightly yeah. and not in a way of like kind of tiptoeing around, but judge with a lot of empathy, judge with a lot of love, judge with a lot of, um, with a lot of like being very personal. You know what I mean? Like you can, if you went up to sit to someone and said, Hey dude, you know, I, I stole your phone for a while and I looked through your browse history and I saw all the porn websites that you went through. And if you keep doing this, you're going to go to hell. Like that's the least loving way that you can do that. Like you will not get a good no, result. You will not, that, yeah. yeah, exactly. But if you came to him and you said, Hey man, um, you know, the Lord told me that you were struggling with porn or I just had this feeling maybe that you were, I want to let you know that I've struggled with porn for a long time and the Lord relieved me of it. And I just wanted to reach out to you and help you because if you continue down this path, it's really going to hurt you and do a lot of damage to you. You know, would you, would you want my help in mm-hmm. some way? That's yeah. a totally different yeah. kind of judgment in examining their life and being able to reach out with help. Yeah. So, so tread carefully is what you're saying. Yeah. Tread um, lightly. What, so what about, um, like if someone uses this verse as like a shield saying like, like if you know, if you come at someone, you know, let's say you tread carefully and lightly and, and how you approach them. But what, what if they respond saying like, whoa, bro, like don't judge me. Like, who are you to judge? Like, how, how do you respond to that when someone uses this verse out of context and in, mm. in that type of defense? Yeah. Well, again, I think getting back to the true meaning of it, it says, do not judge or you too will be judged. And then he goes on to say like, he's not, he's not making kind of a final commandment, like never judge. That's mm-hmm. not what he's saying at all. What he says is, for in the way that you judge, you will be judged, mm-hmm. and your standard measure, it will be measured. So I would say to them, look, it's not wrong to judge. It goes on to say that in the same way that you judge, you will be judged by others, and the same measure that you judge, you will be measured by others. Mm-hmm. And a judgment, again, I'm, you, I would just phrase it because I think one of the difficulties is that, again, the word judgment today in English, the way that we use it here in America is a very negative kind of spiteful word. So maybe you could say, Hey, I'm, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm simply making an observation about your life. I think that there's some things I can do to help you here. And I want the best for you. And this thing that you're doing isn't the best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would just say, you know what, you're right. In the end, I can't judge you. I can't make the final judgment on you, but God can. And I want to help you avoid a bad judgment from God. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I also think that um, like before you're gonna uh, judge someone, kind of ask like, like, what's the motive? Like, why are you doing it? Yeah. Um, I, I wrote down here. I said, hmm. uh, let's, let's see what I know. I said, are you are you judging or um, prompting necessary change? Because hmm. uh, I think there's like when you're with someone that you that you care about and you know closely, and if you see certain behavior in them or actions that you it's like you want to correct it, not because you, you want to play the role of God, but because you love that person and you want to see them yeah. operate to their fullest. And so if you're trying to prompt a needed change, like that's one way of approach. You know, you could tread that carefully as you approach that rather than coming out like full force, like just confrontation. Yeah. I mean, I think judgment sucks when it's like a gotcha. You know what I mean? If it's told someone you so or like, yeah, yeah. told you so or like I caught you in the moment or like, haha, you did this. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. 
That's totally wrong. Like, again, yeah, I, I think that's so true because the way that you want to judge is not as in like a gotcha, I want to make you feel bad, but as in a, hey, I want to help you. I notice this thing, you know, can I, can I do anything for you? Or I just want to point this out to you because I think it'd be helpful for you. But yeah, again, I think the whole like gotcha or caught you in it is the total wrong way to go about it. Yeah. And I, I want to kind of get to like a pretty down and dirty, like real um, like situation of how this type of like hypocrisy can apply. Um, so I was researching before this and I came across this uh, like sermon, this guy, and he used this illustration and it was yeah, like, super, so you read it, right? It was oh. super deep. Um, kind of what he said was like, imagine a father who uh, he has a teen, a teenage daughter and she's getting out to go with some friends and she comes downstairs and she's dressed pretty um, provocatively, right? And so her stuff <laughs> yeah. is showing and, and so the, the dad gets, you know, upset and tells his daughter to go put some more clothes on and cover herself up. And as a daughter, you know, she does that and then she leaves the house and goes out with his friends. And as the daughter leaves, what happens when, you know, that dad goes and, you know, looks at porn that same night and lusts while his family's away. And um, when I read that, like, you know, comparison, I was like, wow, that's like a really good example of what this type of like, you know, judgment is, is talking about. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I want to share that as like kind of a, a little convicting, like that kind of. Because uh, that's a good example of what really I think happens, like that type of stuff. Is that real? Um, it gets, I mean, it's super real, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a good question to ask yourself is, am I in the right place to make this judgment on someone or to, again, try to help them in some way or point out, point something out to them? Um, and then secondly, like, how can I, what can I share with them? Because if it's just, hey, you're addressing provocatively, blah, blah, blah that's not very helpful. But if you can put a story behind it, you can explain to them why, Mm -hmm. if you can say, look, this is something that we uphold in the house. This is something that I work on and that I don't want you to, to fall into too. Then it's, uh, there's a lot more context behind it because again, it's just hypocrisy like that. And then the judgment doesn't do anything. Well, I think some would hear that story and say, yeah, that father shouldn't tell his daughter to, you know, dress, you know, more modestly. I think that's a wrong answer. I think the reality is this is this man's sin he's dealing with. And, but at the same time he loves his daughter and wants the best for her. And so Hmm. I I don't think the answer is he can't tell his daughter to, you know, better clothe herself. The the, the real answer is he needs to deal with his sin. He needs to get accountability and and move on with it. And it's not that he shouldn't, you know, judge or help or promote, you know, better accountability for his daughter. Yeah. One of the benefits and the interesting things about judgment that came to my mind is that it sort of ups the ante. It, it raises the bar for everyone because if I'm allowing you to judge me, then I need to be able, like, then I have the right to judge you. And if we both have the right to judge each other, then we both better get our act together. We both better be in the right place to be able to judge each other. So for example, and for this household, you know, for the father to make a judgment on his wife, on his kids, to be able to kind of, you know, give advice to them and tell them what they can and can't do. He needs to be in the right place. And then if the kids want to have anything in rebuttal to say to their dad, then they need to be in the right place too. You know what I mean? So judgment's kind of cool in that way in that it ups the ante for everyone and it pushes everyone to be better and, and to be closer to God and, and to not have anything that they could, someone else could use against them, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue to this verse. Um, Galatians 6, 1 through 2 says, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. Hmm. But watch yourself, or you too will be tempted. 
carry each other's burdens, and this way you will f- fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. Like how it says, um, first it says brothers, like that, <laughs> but then it says, uh, you should restore him gently. Uh, mm. It's kind of what we've talked about of um, kind of just wrapping up in a nutshell. You know, I think the most common misconception of this verse is that you shouldn't judge people because, you know, you'll be judged too. It's not, again, it's yeah. not what it's saying. Um, judge but, gently. Yeah, judge gently and tread lightly and basically... You know, consider how you're going to approach someone, I think, mm-hmm. is kind of in a nutshell what, at least for me in reviewing, is kind of what stuck out the most. Yeah, judge with love, mm-hmm. even though that's hard. Um, I think that that's the truth of it. And so when someone says, bro, don't judge me, you should say, I'm going to judge you with love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tread lightly right now I'm gonna as, tread I, as lightly. I judge you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just call out everything you're doing. Well, that's super good. Um, that was a lot of good stuff. And I like that verse. So that's Matthew 7.1. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Don't forget about the two-week challenge. So you can go to cultivateandkeep.com slash challenge. And I believe this will be the third to last episode. I think so. Third third to last day before you can stop sharing. Um, Other than that, please uh, leave a review. Six stars only. (laughs) Six stars. uh, Put those stars in the comment or in the (laughs) the review. If you uh, have any questions or wanted to uh, have any other feedback or anything that we may have missed, you can email us at cultivateandkeep.com. Or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Okay. See you in the next one. Bye.